Welcome to the Life Untapped podcast, where we help you rediscover your potential so that you feel confident, clear, and independent. Have you inadvertently put yourself last all these years by putting others first, only to wake up in your midlife and find yourself lost in the shuffle? Girl, I have so been there. Let me share with you the lessons I've learned to create a new direction to rediscover yourself. Together, let's go on a journey of mastering your potential, tapping into the power that already exists inside of you. We'll talk confidence, self-care, organization, health and well-being, money mindsets, financial hacks, and how to kick your limiting beliefs to the curb for good. We will find and establish your vision, get crystal clear on it. This is your blueprint, your life untapped. I'm your host, Francine Rivera, lifestyle consultant and certified health coach. I'm also the founder of the Life Untapped Coaching System, where you can earn as you learn with our affiliate program. Check it out at thelifeuntapped.com and grab our free mini course, The Guilt-Free Balanced Life, while you are there. Are you ready for your blueprint? Let's dig in. All right, welcome back to the show. I am so excited today because I am interviewing Jennifer Pickett. She is a dietitian turned functional wellness coach and as a successful health coach to women across the country, she realizes that the last thing a woman needs is another unrealistic diet plan. She believes that to make the shift from knowing what to do to the actual doing, one must start with their mindset by acknowledging what is driving the unwanted behavior, becoming intentional with their actions and learning to practice self-compassion. Specifically, she helps spiraling moms overcome their overwhelm through focused functional wellness coaching for the whole body, mind, and soul. Jennifer has 24 years of experience, the training as a dietitian, a master's degree in human nutrition, and a certification as a functional medicine health coach. She spent her entire career in the healthcare and wellness space. However, she'll be the first one to tell you that she's learned more from her own personal health struggles than her years of experience. And those struggles she kept hidden while wearing a mask that everything was fine from the death of her mom and concern of a family medical history to gut health issues, depression, inability to lose weight and lack of energy. She's learned that the value of becoming more mindful than being intentional with simple and realistic lifestyle changes. Jennifer, I am like so excited to have you here. I'm just anticipating that like we can talk forever about all the things. So thank you for coming on the show. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so excited to be here with you. I think it's going to be a fantastic discussion. I geek out on this stuff. I really do. And I know most people aren't like that. I mean, you seem to be, obviously you're, you're in the field. So I, I know my listener is going to just have tons of takeaways. So tell me, I guess, how you got started in the health field. Yeah, it makes me think about just back when I was a little girl and um, racing around the backyard with a nurse's uniform on. My parents had bought me a nurse's uniform. This is back when nurses wore like little white dresses. Mm -hmm. And so I even had a name tag that said Nurse Jennifer. And I'd race around the backyard with my little first aid kit, just imagining all the people that I was saving, that I was helping so I think as that was my start, it was a natural inclination to want to go into healthcare. I considered counseling, I considered nursing, I considered physical therapy. And I was at a university that had a very strong nutrition and dietetics program. 
And I decided I wanted to look into that. And so, you know, meeting with the advisors and making that decision, and I thought, what a practical way to help people. And man, this is a fantastic way to help myself, knowing that I want to have get married and have a family one day. And so that was really my start into uh, dietetics and nutrition many years ago when I was a college freshman. That's awesome. So you were traditional medicine as a dietitian. Mm-hmm. So what was the appeal? When did you make the switch over to functional? I made the switch over to functional medicine just a couple of years ago. And it was seeing what, you know, I'd seen over the years and this, this tremendous decline in the healthcare system and just seeing that people are not getting the help they need, that women are going to the doctor, their concerns are not validated they're simply dismissed. I know I had experienced the same thing. Oh, you're just getting older. You're busy with your kids. That's why you're tired. No one wants to give you the time to really look into what's going on with you. They dismiss your feelings. They dismiss your concerns. And and two, just walking through various um, disease state journeys, specifically cancer journeys with several friends and seeing how challenging that is I reached a point where I was like, there's got to be something different. First of all, people are not getting the results they need. People truly want to embrace their health and take care of their health. And they're just put on a diet. And I mean, I had been a dietitian in the hospital setting. I know what this looks like, but I was like, okay, diets aren't cutting it. This is not, this is not working. And I had some personal health struggles and really felt like, what am I missing? What's, what's going on here? And so that led me to see a functional medicine doctor after doing a lot of research and becoming familiar with functional medicine. And I was astonished at how much time this doctor spent with me, listening to my concerns and validating my feelings. I wasn't crazy. I mean, there were some some things going on that needed to be addressed. We were going to address the root issue. So we did some blood work. I worked with her extensively and we made some tweaks in my, um, in my routines and it really made a big difference. And as I was starting my coaching business and going through this same personal uh, health struggle of mine, I thought, you know what? I really want to level up. If this is the way I can help people, how am I going to go about and do that? So I made a decision to uh, pursue my functional medicine health coaching certification, and I did that through uh, an organization, through an education program called FMCA, Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, and that was a one-year program, and it was just a tremendous, tremendous program. And I'll tell you, Francine, you know, the there's such a big difference in traditional medicine and functional medicine. Mm -hmm. So just to give our listeners just a little bit of a brief definition Functional medicine is lifestyle medicine. It looks at food as healing. It looks at food as information, fuel, medicine, and connection. But it also seeks to address the root of the issue. Instead of dismissing a symptom, instead of putting a Band-Aid on it, functional medicine really seeks to get to the root of the issue. Traditional medicine, on the other hand, is a Band-Aid solution. What's the problem? Let's stick a Band-Aid on it. Let's throw a medication at it, and we're going to send you on your way. So as a traditional uh, dietitian, I had been trained in disease state management with a diet. Well, I had seen that just giving someone a diet, sending them on their way, doesn't work. 
Functional medicine takes a very different approach. Of course, you're talking extensively about food, but you're also talking about what are those things that drive your specific behaviors. And so I loved getting into that, but I loved the fact that functional medicine coaching pulls in someone's character strength. So I use someone's strengths to help them find success on their health journey. And it also uses positive psychology. It looks at sleep. It looks at stress. It looks at hydration. It looks at elimination. It looks at your family medical history, your personal medical history. It goes so far in depth and it treats the body as a whole, a beautiful system that works together, body, mind, and soul. So there's such a remarkable difference. And I truly feel like functional medicine is the, the wave of the future. Like this yes. is where people will get the results because people are sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. Yes, absolutely. I, I found, I guess, holistic and functional medicine years ago. I was struggling. I was had breast implants for like 17 years. Mm. And I was tired and always in adrenal fatigue and my thyroid was off and I'd be sleeping 12 hours a night and needing a nap during the day and ready to crash again at 8 p.m. And doctors just said I was getting older <laughs> or that's just me. So I just, I did my own history. And anyway, so I had to get to the root cause of it. And once I explanted, and I should do a whole podcast on this, not to get off really subject. Should. Once I did, once I explanted, it was like I was thinking in high definition and all my fatigue went away and I've never had thyroid or adrenal problems since. So yeah, so I know the not be, you mentioned how traditional doctors tend to dismiss symptoms. I was dismissed for like yes. a bajillion years, told I was just getting older, told it was in my mind, made to almost feel crazy. And you don't want to question doctors because you've got this respect, they've got this degree and you know, so it's like this whole fine balance. So when I found functional and holistic medicine, I was like, this is awesome. It gets to the root cause. It treats the whole body. It's not a band-aid. So I love that you merged your traditional background as a dietitian with the functional medicine. So I think you're, you, you've got to be helping thousands of women going down this path. It's just so very rewarding. And you can tell, you know, these women, the, the look on their face, it just changes and it, it breaks my heart. And I hear just nightmare stories every single day about how women are treated and, and they're made to feel like they're crazy. It's mm -hmm. all in their head. Mm -hmm. It's not all in your head and there's something going on, but no one's given them the time to truly help and support them. And I think the other thing, Francine, that we can bring up here is the fact that, you know, women, we are natural caregivers. And so some what happens, and I know this has happened with me, we get so busy taking care of everybody else that we neglect ourselves. We think that we can sacrifice mm -hmm. self-care because it would be selfish to take care of ourselves. We've got to put all of our focus and energy towards taking care of others. But what we quickly come to realize is as we're burning the candle at both ends and we're constantly giving and giving and giving, our body burns out. Yes. And we need that help. We need that support. We need to show that compassion to ourselves so that we can continue to care for those in our life. Yes, absolutely. 
my gosh, you hit the nail on the head there. We're just doing things for everybody all the time. And we tend to put ourselves last on the list. Yeah. So what role does compassion play in the self-care journey? You know, I think it, I think it really, it starts there. I mean, it starts with that mindfulness of, okay, where am I at? You know, when you pull up, if you're, if you're looking, you know, using like maps go or, you know, uh, Google maps, and you're trying to get directions on where you're going, you have to put in where you're located first, right? I mean, it's sometimes it'll pull it up for you, but you know, you have to put your starting point. So I think we have to be very mindful and, and realize, okay, where am I at right now? Let me be honest with myself. Where am I at with my self-care? What have I neglected here? So once you become very mindful, you realize where you're at because you have to start with where you're at so you know where you're going and you know how to get there. But once you realize, okay, here's some things that I really need to make some changes. I think our tendency as women is we feel very guilty. We feel very ashamed for how we've treated our health in the past. So typically guilt and shame comes in. We get stuck in that shame spiral. It overwhelms us and we are, we're really hindered from moving forward. So we have to come to that place where we say, you know what? I'm going to show myself some grace. Have I taken the best care of myself? No, but it's okay. I'm going to let that go. I'm going to forgive myself. I'm going to show myself some grace and some compassion so that I can move forward. And I understand I'm not going to figure this all out. I can't change everything at once. However, I can make some small changes. And that's how I'm going to be compassionate with myself as well. Instead of having this unrealistic plan of action that is not going to fit my life, what are some small and simple things that I can do to move forward with my self-care process? And it really starts with the mindfulness and then the compassion so that we can truly move forward. Again, my, my listener has done this exact thing that we're speaking about. Just put everybody else first and figured she'd have time for herself later and now is feeling guilty about it. So I love grace. You have to have grace, no shame, no guilt, and take baby steps, baby steps into correcting it and reshifting the balance in your life and focusing on yourself. You can't pour into others unless your cup is full. Yes. So, so I mean, we, we, we hear it all the time on airplanes, right? And I always say this to people and I feel like everybody's heard this by now, but heck, maybe they haven't where the flight attendant says to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you help somebody else. And that is like the perfect metaphor for how moms should be. Yes, it really is. Yeah. So what, like, I know you're so passionate with helping moms and you, I've heard you talk about soul nourishment. Why is that important? You know, it's something that I realized uh, was missing in my health journey. I was doing the, the bare necessities. I've grown, I've grown up in church. I've been a, a Christian for so many years. And sometimes you start to treat things Instead of like a relationship, you treat it like a checkoff box. Like I may, I, you know, I was doing a quiet time, but it wasn't meaningful. It was, let me rush through this. Let me read through a devotion real quick. And then, you know, let me move on to social media or move on to something else. And so I realized I was at that point and I was just going through the motions. My soul wasn't nourished. And so it wasn't until I became very diligent 
about my quiet time that things started to change. And I realized that that had such a strong impact on how I went throughout my day. So I will tell you this, and this is what I've seen with so many women. We are so stressed and trying to do all the things. And you can do all the right things. You can follow the most perfect food plan and get the most intense exercise and just be taking the best supplements and doing all the right things. But if your soul isn't nourished, if you're not connecting with your creator, you will always be struggling. You will never, ever be fulfilled. I think you were talking directly to me there with the checklist (laughs) (laughs) because I'm just that like organized person and I have a checklist for everything to, you know, because it's a system and that's how I can get a lot done. But like you said, I would just go through the checklist. Okay. I prayed. Okay. I did my devotional. Okay. I read the Bible. Okay. I did this now social media and yeah, I'm not being intentional enough. (laughs) So that is definitely an area I am working on. You spoke about how you learned more in your personal life than all your years of schooling. You described your mother's death as a wake-up call. So maybe you could tell us more about that. Yeah, it definitely was. I had spent spending all these years in healthcare and then from a, a ministry perspective, a volunteer perspective, had run a a cancer ministry, a cancer support group, and honestly felt like, Francine, I can just be real with you, honestly felt like, okay, God, I've done my good deeds, so you're not going to let this this horrible disease affect me in any way, because I'm helping others, and when I got that phone call, um, and my mom told me she was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer, it just, you know, that's the worst, it's always the worst phone call, Uh, But I shifted into that mode of, okay, we're going to go through a really rough time, but we're going to get through this. She's going to be fine. Um, People get treatment and, you know, go through rough cancer journeys and they're fine all the time. That's going to be the case with my mom. And uh, when she died just a few short months later, um, it scared me. Um, I was already worried about my family medical history, already very concerned because it already felt like the cards were stacked against me. Now with my mother's breast cancer diagnosis, and she also had a pre-existing liver condition, which I was learning more about as we went through this horrific process of us losing her. Um, I was like, my goodness, like, what am I going to do? So it was a wake-up call. At first, my tendency was, let me just take this grief and shove it down, and I've got to help my kids, and I've just got to put on a good face. But I was growing increasingly anxious about my own health. And I thought, you know, I've, I've got to be here for my kids. Like, they need me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want them to lose me earlier because I have all of these things that could go wrong. So it really made me step up my game. Was I already taking care of myself in a lot of ways? Yeah, sure. But it really made, it was a wake-up call for me to it was time to level up. It was time to get a little bit more serious about this and stop it with the excuses because I was the queen of excuses. <laughs> I could always put it off. And so I really started taking better care of myself and leveling up and started looking at some of those root issues that I had kind of ignored, you know, assuming that it was 
perfectly fine to have bathroom issues. It was, that was my normal, but mm-hmm. finally I started looking at gut health and looking at some of my behaviors as I would be depressed and started seeing some trends and noticing, you know, there's some, there's some areas here that I really need to, to work on so that I can be equipped to be the best mom possible and know that I've done everything I can do to protect my health. First, my deepest condolences for the loss of your mother. Um, losing your mom, I know, is like one of the worst things that can happen. She's your first best friend. Yes, my and biggest then, cheerleader. Yeah. So then to be worried about the health, the hereditary issues, like you're trying to take care of yourself and you know stress is bad, but then you're stressing over your family history. So it's like this whole thing you're trying to navigate to try and take better care of yourself and and not stress over what's hereditary and what you can control. Yeah. Hey, so we're going to stop right here with Jennifer and we're going to pick up next week and continue our conversation about holistic, functional wellness and all things to take care of yourself. So be sure to check us out next week. Thanks so much for listening. But before you go, if you found value in today's show, I would love it if you would take a screenshot of this episode and share it with others on social media. And be sure to hit that subscribe button and head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to rate and leave a review. It is how we can empower, educate, and shift how others visualize their lives. Until next time, my friend, remember to live a life untapped. You are worth it.